Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Horror Hour, the place where we discuss, debate, and disagree on all things horror. My name is Yutaka. I'm one of the hosts. Hello. And unfortunately, I couldn't be joined by my co-host because, well, the Spencer trailer dropped, so George is a hot mess, and Ben will be a hot mess after we watch Midnight Mass. So you got me. But that's okay, because I kind of wanted to redo my slasher review. The outcome will still be the same, but... That first review, it was kind of jankety. I wasn't looking at the camera. I am now. And um, I kind of want to talk a little bit about spoilers because after this, I got to sit down with two very special people to this series. Uh, Ian Carpenter, who happens to be an executive producer, showrunner, and writer. And then Aaron Martin, who is also an executive producer, showrunner, writer, and creator of this series and it was a huge honor and a true delight but we we talk spoilers right off the bat so i kind of want to lead you into that all right so let's kind of go back let's rehash what i loved about this series for why you should be watching this series it's a shutter original series i love shutter all right let's go back over the reasons why i enjoyed this series the cast that you know this show would be nothing without two things the writing and the cast um this cast really sells it and for the ones you love to hate you hate them that's right i'm talking about you afra Ooh, little beast Ooh. but we'll talk about afra in a moment um as for the rest of the cast they're hot. I, I love them all. And David Cronenberg. That's another reason. That is really awesome. He's a legend. He's an icon. Yeah, it's pretty cool to see him actually in this. And he really sells it as the really awful father. Um, he's the patriarch of this family who, uh, sadly, he, well, I wouldn't say sadly because of his character, but he has cancer and he decides he wants to tap out early. So in order for the Galloway legacy to live on, he's gonna hold another competition. Yeah. Well, there can only be one winner. And um, well, much like Highlander, actually, now that I think about it, most everyone's gonna die. Mm-hmm. Which leads me to my next one. Oh my gosh, the gore. There is so much gore. And they do a really great job. I mean, oh my God. The practical effects are some of the best. And I love and appreciate that. And I think they have an incredible attention to detail. So trust me, when people are getting cut in half, you're going to see some spillage of the guts. And it is incredible. Um, it's all fake, obviously. But I do love seeing that in a a good horror series or movie. Love it. Another reason 
diversity. I think it's very important that we have diverse characters and something about just the slasher series in general is they've always been inclusive, always had um, an LGBTQIA plus character and it's never felt as, uh, you know, kind of tokenism. It felt like they were part of the story. It felt that they were real, real characters that were fleshed out and brought something to the story. They weren't just someone to be a body count. They may have become a body count later on, but they weren't there for that. And I really, really, for me, I appreciate seeing that. And as I stated, the final, the final reason, which I'm going to circle back to our first one, the writing. This story is just so good. I love a good murder mystery. It's you can't have a good slasher without a good murder mystery. You just you can't. I mean, I guess you could. I'm can't. I'm not. Hmm. No. Yeah. There. I still really feel like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still looking at that camera, trying. <laughs> but yes, no, the murder mystery in this was really great. Um, you know, you've got all these characters and you've got eight hours of television and they managed to keep you engaged. They kept me engaged the entire time. Um, you've got deaths sprinkled throughout, but then you've got this rich backstory to where you see that a lot of these uh, individuals have... A, you know, a shady backstory. Um, and some are, turns out, not the best <laughs> at all. Um, you know? <sighs> yeah. I'm still thinking about Afra. All right. Let's talk spoilers. I'm not going to go into tons of spoiler details. I'm just going to kind of give you the gist because as you go into that interview, I just want you to be kind of warned up before we really just talk about it all. And also because I really want you to go watch this show before even watching the rest of this and before watching that. Just know I love this series. I love this season. I think it was fantastic. I continually enjoy how they keep the series fresh. They up themselves each time and the gore the cast just really go watch this if not for watching one of the most oh spoiler 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 just, just you know there is a character in this season that is probably the most vile and i was happy to see their demise and their name is Afra. This little beast. Beast. Just, I mean, she, I was so happy to see her demise um, at the hands of the killer. Um, who is Dr. Trin, by the way? I know. I was so shocked. I seriously, I was not expecting that. And again, that's partially why I really love this. I'd love to be caught off guard. So that was great. Um, but Afra ends up chewing off her adopted mom's face to where she doesn't kill her by way. She just chews off her face, messes her ass up, leaves Christy, her adopted mom, who's also married to a gay man, although she doesn't know. So she might not be the smartest. Okay. But 
she was actually one, still one of my favorite characters. You know, she gets the family to, you know, go all old yeller on her. I mean, they don't take her out back, but they. It, that was a crazy scene. <laughs> really crazy. Also, um, Jaden, you know. That poor boy. You know, his death scene is probably one of the best. Uh, I mean, he's quartered. And did he deserve it? No, not at all. I think he was a poor businessman, but he just, he didn't deserve that. You know, he just didn't. And lastly, the other, um, the other innocent bystander, I would say, would be, well, O'Keefe. They were just a kind and gentle character that I really loved. I think they helped balance out the craziness of the rest of the family because, I mean, even the characters I thought were kind of innocent, like Brigitte. Turns out they weren't. I mean, she literally kidnapped a kid. You would think that Florence would be my the most hated character for me. Um, but the comedic value that she added in her one-liners, uh, I mean, my gosh. The fact that she shoots somebody point blank in the face just to get them back because they bit off her finger and she's like, and I for a finger and then just cackles i lost it i was like i can't hate you even though you're a horrible horrible person okay mm -mm. really it was <laughs> it's really good her demise is also equally as satisfying so yeah that's my review gave you a little bit of spoilers kind of to get you amped up and a little bit of um, warning, because again, I just told you who the killer is. That's like my first question to these guys. So I also let you know the character I hated the most, Afra. But it's okay. Her death was very satisfying. Very, like I was happy to see her go. And I... I just, I can't rave about this show enough because I think the pacing was spot on. I don't think it was rushed. I felt the characters were developed. And furthermore, I just love a good murder mystery. And if you're going to give me over-the-top gore and kills, yes, please. And on top of that, they do a great job of creating this just creepy atmosphere. And can we talk about... Homeboy's mask or homegirl's mask. Creepy. And I really enjoyed it. And it was just so fitting. Ah, oh, really go watch this show, please. I need another season, pronto. Um, and stick around. Or if you fast forward to it, that's okay too. Watch this interview because this interview is fun. So yeah. Again, like I said, 
my review wasn't going to change. I just, it was kind of a jankety one because I was like sleepy and like, okay, I can't look at the camera. I'm too nervous. Oh God. So now hopefully I did a better job. Yeah. I can't act. Oh, mm -mm. that was all nerves. This is still nerves, but hopefully it's a little bit better. All right. Thanks everyone for watching. I hope you enjoy my <laughs> zaniness. I'd like to think I'm like, gosh, I'd like to be like Seamus because he's really hot, but I'm probably more like Florence because, you know, delusion sets in. All right. Thanks everyone. Bye. <laughs> Hello and welcome everybody. Welcome to the Horror Hour, the place where we discuss dis or debate and disagree on all things horror. My name's Yutaka. I'm one of the hosts. Unfortunately, George and Ben couldn't be here. Uh, they didn't last um, the past round of the competition. So that's all right. But today I've got um, the creator of Slasher Flesh and Blood, uh, Aaron Martin, and then the showrunner, executive producer and writer, Ian Carpenter. Um, so hello guys and thank Hi. you. And hello. Aaron, just so you know, Aaron is also an executive producer oh. and a writer on the show as well. Never an actor though. <laughs> Fair enough. Mm -hmm. Um well um again, this is um a shutter original, and for those listening, again, hopefully you watch the review before this, but we're just gonna go straight into spoilers. And so the first thing I want to go discuss is, did you always know that Dr. Trin was going to be the killer? Or were there um, discussions surrounding possibly other characters maybe ending up being the killer? No, it was always Dr. Trin. She was always going to be a, a, a tool of, of, um, of Spencer, of David Cronenberg's character. To um, He hired her to do his dirty deeds. I don't think though that he hired her knowing that she would go quite as far as she did because she is a bit of a psychopath and enjoys <laughs> I quite like her um, a lot. And um, I actually, uh, before this, rewatched all of it again, just so I could remember certain parts. And I did like that reveal um, and you could just, the glee in her face as she's revealing everything. Uh, well, then I guess, uh, I guess to follow up with that, then since she, you know, was incredibly crazy, but did you guys then have, um, considering this family, a, a most satisfying kill, somebody you were happy to see that they were offed? Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. You go, you go, yeah. Okay, well, well, probably, it's interesting. I mean, I have favorite kills, and that, that would probably be Jaden or Vincent. I mean, those Ooh. two kills for me are, are incredible. But as for like a character that I'm like, oh, I want you out of here, the way some people were talking about Sabrina, uh, not Sabrina, sorry, Florence, uh, not the actress. Um, it, for me, it would be Theo. Like he, you know, he seals the deal in the bedroom and by seals the deal, I mean, seals his fate when he starts talking. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, drove me nuts and then Aaron you know you, you know you need to love all your characters very much even the villains and Aaron as we were creating this season and writing it he kept saying to me you know I get notes from him or comments he'd just be like you have to stop hating Theo so much <laughs> and Theo just encapsulated 
a sort of wishy-washy, righteous, proselytizing, better than everyone yeah. POV that clearly was later revealed had several holes in it. And it just drove me crazy. And um, yeah, I, I, I wanted him gone and, and definitely enjoyed when we got to that part of it all. <laughs> I, my favorite is, um, is Christy because every season I like doing something horrible to Paula, Frank Hattie. Oh. <laughs> and Paul and I, Paul and I have worked together for like way before this on other projects. So it's always fun to tell her, "Oh, this is how you're going to die this year." And uh, and when we told her your face is going to get eaten off, I, I think she screamed in like excitement. She was the one character I felt she was the most uh, genuine. That I was just really bummed that she <laughs> she was off. I. I'll be honest, I wanted Afra gone after I was just like, oh my God, that, that, no, that little beast, I'm, I'm done. And I was very happy with um, her demise. <laughs> I know that's terrible, but I thought that was very, I, I was very suspicious, but I liked uh, that reveal, but I just felt so bad for Christy. Oh, <laughs> it's so, it's so funny. Eh? Like you're just the, the delight with which you talk about you know, having Afra gone and you think about the craziness of her kill, just how we, how we build that up, you know, when we're watching these things, we create these things, just that deep, deep desire for the thing that we can't do in our real lives. You just like, yes, like I need this to take a long time and for it to be horrible. I mean, the way people were talking about what they wanted to have happen to Florence and that was it too. They were like, it needs to be long. She needs to suffer. She needs to pay for everything that she did. You know, yeah. She, she was such, I loved her character. And I, I, I mean, I love the hater, but um, Sabrina, the actress, she was incredible with, I felt she took it over the top in the best way. And I mean, both her and Theo were, I, they were delusional in their own right, but she was just, out there and I kind of did feel a little bit bad I'm like Afra is you know the one time I'm like okay cool I, I'm with that go to town on that and then just leaves her I'm like oh ooh. but of course then <laughs> she gets her she gets that kill and I was also still pretty happy about that yeah. um I, I will say if there's one thing I I really have loved about um just the slasher series in general is how over the top as well do you all go with gore? It mm. is, and, and it's practical effects, which, you know, I feel sometimes in horror we're kind of moving away from. And so I love that you guys did that. And um, speaking of that, having David Cronenberg in the cast, did you guys get tips from him? I mean, just thinking about some of the movies that he's done, that he's made and just... No, I mean, I, I'll answer this because because uh, I was on set with him. He no, I mean, we uh, I, I would say the only thing in that direction that we possibly got was just his, you know, very clear affirmation that, you know, I'm putting words in his mouth, but goodness is here. That there are good things are here. Good stories are here. Um, he you know, he approves wholeheartedly of that kind of storytelling. I mean, I checked in with him when he saw finally saw all the edits. And I wish I could quote his summary, but part of it was, you know, and terrible things happened to people and, and what's not like, what's not to like, he said, you know, <laughs> and, uh, 
Yeah. So no, I, but I think he, I think we all felt it on set that, you know, of course him signing on to do it is a huge vote of confidence in the material that we were about to shoot his unflagging commitment to the show after it was done. Like, you know, his interviews, he speaks so, uh, you know, positively about the whole thing. Um, you know, it, it definitely, you, you feel like if you're a scrappy little horror show, you're like, oh, a, a master mm-hmm. is knighting us, if you will, or something <laughs> like that. So that's just a, an amazing feeling for all of us. Yeah. And, and in terms of like the practical and how much time we put into the, to the kills, even in season one, when we were, you know, when we were figuring out how to do this, because nobody that worked on this show uh, except for the director in season one, uh, Craig David Wallace had ever worked in horror before, and so it was like, how do you, how do you kill people? And uh, <laughs> so our uh, so Adam Haight, who's one of the um, the producers at Shaftesbury, said if this was a dance show, we would be spending all of our time and money on the dance sequences. We need to think of the kills that way, like the kill the kill show. So we have to make sure that we put the time and effort into making those as amazing as possible. I, and uh, I think you guys did a great job, I, and. Honestly, again, I, I love the entire series and just the progression it's made. And one of the things that I also like about Slasher is the fact that I love a good murder mystery. I, I just really, and you guys really, um, you drop clues, crumbs, and I will have to say, I didn't see this ending coming. I loved the surprise. Um, so when you go into that though, is that kind of, do you pull from other, I guess when I saw this and I was, after I, watched it I thought gosh this reminds me of like 10 little Indians and I'm just wondering when with all your seasons have you just pulled from inspirations from other um I guess big mysteries or to create your own yeah I mean when I when I I wrote this like the very first episode of Slasher the very first pilot on spec because I wanted to break out of the writing I had done and when I pitched it around it before it got picked up I was saying it's a slasher show but it's also a, it's also an Agatha Christie novel so like I love Agatha Christie and I've read every one of her every one of her books I'm not I don't know if I've conscious I definitely haven't consciously taken anything from them but subconsciously you know that kind of murder mystery runs through me and um yeah like it's it, you know you if it was a slasher movie you have 90 minutes to do a bunch of kills we have eight hours to stretch out you know one or two kills every hour and the only way you're going to do that and have people be engaged is if you add something more to it which is a murder mystery or the character stuff between the people or you know the mystery even even the other weird mysteries like what is afra's deal that we we stretch out across the season (laughs) so that people are engaged on multiple levels of what the show is so it's so we we deliver the crazy horrible kills because they're fun and they're exciting and they're the promise of the premise but we also have this other underlying structure to the whole series agreed i think you guys you kept it very engaging i um and i'm again i'm very thankful for shutter in terms of when we got the screeners and you know they gave us the first six i'm like i i need to finish the rest now i was like and i think it was a couple more weeks before we even got those and i yes i really enjoyed what you did and i also um, I loved the set piece. I just, that mansion, all those corridors, and the way you all played with um, uh, just some of the, I guess, the hidden passageways, and it just made me think of Clue. But mm-hmm. um, I, I'm trying to get to where... Um, you want I to en- a question out of that? 
because because I, I feel like you were you were talking about like sort of our references and things like that and I, and that gets really interesting when you're creating this kind of stuff because of course you know people have brought up um ready or not uh they brought up knives out and all that kind of stuff and so and you know i think some people wonder oh did we see those things and go "Ooh, let's do ours or something like that but it starts like this this project this season started you know with aaron coming back from some family holidays and talking about you know the pressure created in 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 all of that you you start to roll down a, a road where we're like oh let's do a thing let's trap a family and all of this then you start to think oh yeah they did that in knives out they did that in uh, ready or not and just sort of you then look at those things and and i actually i really enjoyed ready or not in particular and look at them and go oh are we yes we're okay we're different enough from this thing we don't we don't want to copy them we know genre you know alludes to everything mm-hmm. that came before very comfortably and, and and enjoys that so we do that there's there's shots and references all, all through the season that, uh, you know, allude to things that we, we loved and all that. And then we hope that we bring something new and different to it. And I think just to take it back to what you were talking about with the, the sets, you know, one of our, our big uh, references was the films of Douglas Sirk, uh, his films in the 50s, all these sort of melodramas. So that informed our color palette, which we were very excited about because we felt like we weren't seeing that in horror. And, and it also affected how uh, our great production designer, Brian Garvey, um, designed the look of the entire show. All those, you know, that big, gorgeous room, the kind of mm. colors that we were seeing in there, the kind of furniture we were chasing, and even just like that feeling of like being a little out of time or frozen in time. Like, I feel like the when of this and people have worked it out exactly but i feel like when you're watching it sometimes the when of this is just a little indistinct you know you're like because the family kind of dresses those those are contemporary clothes but you know we're lucky that the kind of 50s is starting to hit fashion so it all sort of worked that way yeah and and even like i even think about the scene between merle and um and florence not florence merle and grace at the very start of the first episode where she's feeding him a sandwich and they're talking in that ridiculous way to each other that was us just I mean, there's so many scenes in, in Douglas Sirk movies where people talk like that and it was it was just us having fun with you know that I guess it's its own genre or it's its own its own style yeah and bringing in you know and then that that scene especially too you think about that scene if you if you play it back the music our our great composer who's been in all all the seasons uh, Sean Pierce you know, we were like, okay, we're going, we're doing Douglas Sirk. We want strings. We want orchestral. Uh, let's lean into the melodrama of it. And so you can see it in some of those moments there, all these strings that come charging in. Some of the stuff that happens around uh, Seamus and Christy and, you know, some of those big emotional uh, discussions. And they have those like, just, you know, walls of strings coming in and all that. So yeah, we're, I, I mean, it, it feels like it's good that we're, our references are coming, uh, the visual reference is coming outside of horror um, to sort yeah. of shift it up a bit. And I, uh, another thing, um, because you're now in your fourth season and it's still, I feel like you guys, and I think you just kind of answered what my next question is, what do you guys keep doing to uh, make it fresh, uh, um, engaging? And I love that also, it's an, I mean, I love slasher films through and through. And so I love to see something that's to me, an original IP and you guys have changed up the story each time and you've brought in cast members, obviously, I guess, would this be considered an anthology? 
series. Uh, I mean, I've, I think that's really great. And I think uh, when shows maybe go on too long, they get stale, but I'm just, I th- again, I think you just answered what I was going to state is how, what are you guys doing? And it's those little details that I think are really impressive. Uh, I guess it's, it's, we're, we're very lucky, you know, with what you're, what you're talking about there. We're re- really lucky that you don't, you don't hit that staleness. Like I've, I've been on many shows, you know, one of which I was on with Aaron, where you sit there and you go, oh, this amazing thing that set up the first season by the fourth could become a curse. You know, you're like, oh, we don't want to do item X that's in the thing. We feel like we've burned it out or something like that. So you're so lucky here uh, to do that. And also just have that wave of returning cast, some new people to spark it all up, a whole new world. Like it's, it's kind of the best, I'd say the only downside I see is, is you kill characters you love, right? So it's a hard thing where you sit there. I really felt that in season three where I went, oh, like we're never gonna get to write or see some of the people I really love here again. It's a bummer. It is, but um, I think one of the, I guess in terms of, uh, as a viewer, one of the best things is that you are you care for these characters. So. I mean, if you're just watching something and somebody gets off, you're like, okay. But to have that emotion, and that's what you guys, is, like I said, Christy, that just that broke my heart. I think she was probably the only one true, you know, genuine, nice person there. O'Keefe. Maybe, O'Keefe. maybe, I, O'Keefe, and then Brigitte also. I, I, I really feel, which actually, um, then I'll segue to what I really truly appreciate just um, representation matters. And I feel that you guys have always really, um, I don't feel that you had um, queer characters just to have them. They feel natural. It feels um, part of the story and it just feels, I, I it's welcoming and I love to see that. And I don't feel that you guys, you know, kill them off right away that um, bury your gaze trope. And with O'Keefe, what I loved is that you guys also then um, respected pronouns. And I think that's important. And I just want to say from that, I, I thank you. But I, I really enjoyed having this just range of characters. And yeah, O'Keefe was another one because they were I know. innocent bystanders. And I was just, no, but again, it helped propel my hate for Florence more. yeah i mean like the representations you know mattered to to both of us for even before slasher like i mean i my first job was on degrassi so i you know i you know i brought in the marco for one of the first gay teen relationships on tv so i've been doing this for you know 20 years putting my fellow gay people on screen and it's you know it's fun to i'm also very a, a firm believer in equality being that if you're on a if you're on a slasher show and you're a, a LGBTQ plus character, you're just as likely to be killed as anybody. Because if you if you protect those characters, then it's another form of inequality. Mm-hmm. On this kind of show, not on other shows. No, and that that makes perfect sense. And I I like the way that you've worded that because then it it again it makes it feel that they're just um, again it's. Uh, was it? it just flows with the story there um, the characters are just integral and it's just not hey I'm queer to be queer it's yeah. you may find out that they are or you know I, I really liked that um, 
And that's just something uh, we don't, even though I think horror is probably one of the most queer genres, we don't get to see that yeah. as much. And so you guys doing that consistently is just very, um, it's just really nice to see. But it also helps that I think um, your actors and actresses have been phenomenal. I, I really enjoy the cast that you reuse and the new ones. Um, I, I think um, I, I would like to know then, um, speaking of uh, your cast, were they, with some of those practical effects and just seeing what you were doing to some of these characters, were any of them just kind of caught off guard of like, ooh. Oh yeah, yeah, they, that look like the the kill days can be can be really really somber and, and the one that I, that I really noticed was um, Jaden and Jaden was do I have this right now Jaden wasn't the first kill uh, first kill that we shot but he was the first kill that we shot where after that night we were not going to see the actor again and so and so the the, the group have be, the cast had become very tight there was a lot of group scenes they you know it was the first shoot for most people uh during covid and for most of the crew as well so it was a really tight special bond <clears throat> so you were killing him that night and saying goodbye to the actor and there was many more weeks of shooting so it just it just made it uh bigger and harder and then when that stuff comes in, it's anatomically so exact. I mean, there's a medical advisor that's making sure these things, you know, look right and all that. And people are affected and struck by it, you know? And there's, there have been, there were scenes this season where actors had to take a minute because they, they were sort of so almost outside of their character moved by what what the moment was happening I, I particularly remember that around O'Keefe and you know and you think about the the basicness of those of the of the effect on on their face again accurate it, so they're not looking at something really crazy but it's just you know it's just people just really moved by it so yeah it really it, it affects everyone. It affects the crew too. You see it come out. People are like, oh man, you just know what it means, you know? Well, sometimes it's also really fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like when we're dealing with what well, you said, we would get, we'd probably say anything here. When we're dealing with shit, you know, and things like that. Like <laughs> this season. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> so it it I wasn't sure but so you guys were filming or this was the first coming back from I guess COVID or were you filming during it during it yeah. so we shot in October of 2020 and there were a couple of other shows that had shot in Canada and I would say so there are I'd say a couple shows had shot maybe three or four weeks before us or something like that. So my other show, I have another show called Another Life um, and we started shooting back in September. So we, we started in March, went down and then started back in September in Vancouver. But yeah, and it's and it was a whole new world, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's shooting during COVID is, takes away a lot of the fun of filming and being on set. I was actually kind of curious how that, um, you know, just with everything in terms of, 
I feel like maybe uh, with your crew and how close they're probably getting with the cast. Like, how did that change just in terms of, did it alter the story any, or did it at least still, did it prolong filming? Or I was just kind of curious then like your difficulties. And I mean, clearly it, I can't tell any, I feel like you guys, again, you turned out a solid project, uh, but I, that's very fascinating in that you uh, filmed during COVID. Yeah, I mean, story-wise, I, I think Ian, you and I, there were some, maybe some kissing scenes and stuff that we might have pulled yeah. out, just because yeah. we didn't want them. We didn't, I, I mean, sure. we were lucky in the fact that that um, Liv and 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 um, uh, Theo, the actors, are married in real life, so they, they were already, they were already in their bubble and they could do whatever without without any worry about about that. Um, but in terms of Ian, you you were there on set, like we it was it was a resi- it was rigorous testing, I think, right? That kept yeah, you- it was rigorous. Yeah, there was the daily all stuff that that is normal now for most of us. That back then was the the first of everything for most people there. So so you know uh, you know the actors getting tested at least twice a week, everyone getting med checks when they came in, and and, and all of that. And you were you were extra conscious of sort of like you're saying it's like you know there like there were there were productions shooting in Montreal that would two two people could get intimate for a total of 15 minutes in the week and there were people there with stopwatches going okay you've had and and intimate doesn't just have to be kissing it was really really close and so so I was conscious of that stuff happening and going oh man is that going to come here um but we were all conscious of it because we're a show where people are screaming in each other's faces and yes, maybe kissing and stuff like that, but like, you know, shaking each other and yelling or stabbing and all that kind of stuff and yelling, you know, all the things that you don't want to want to do. So there was a real awareness of that. Um, you know, that helped motivate um, all the very careful testing and everything like that, but it almost brought a, I don't know how, how it was for the actors, but for me, there was an extra vulnerability in those moments, you know, mm-hmm. like right before them, like say, you know, um, Merle and Grace, there was the like, you know, the, as written fingers in the mouth. Well, <laughs> that was, and that was our first day. That would, that, oh, wow. <laughs> that felt, and it's just, you know, it's a finger, but that felt crazy. You're at a time where everyone is, washing their hands like you know and of course everything was cleaned and all that kind of stuff but it's like okay i'm gonna put my fingers in your mouth now <laughs> you know and uh I yeah so there's it brings something to it if you, can you see it somewhere i'm not sure like i i couldn't i mean i wouldn't say that you can tell in productions but you you certainly um I don't know. You, you hear stories and um, of other productions shutting down, but it's nice to hear because I'll say in, in my day job, um, I work behind the scenes, but I work in healthcare, mm-hmm. um, and so it's it's nice to hear that uh, you all were taking precautions and you know just really taking the considerations of the cast, the crew, and I think that's wonderful. Uh, and I'm still happy that you were still able to make this. And again, I would say I. You know, I'm bummed that it, it's not on a major network here, but I feel like it wouldn't be as enjoyable because I think Shudder really does a great job of just propping you guys up. Yeah. And I think it's it's like the perfect place for you all, um, at least here for me, because I mean, it's it's nice to have 
Like they're again, there there are shows on TV that are horror shows or even in another streaming service. But this to me, you guys were were true horror. And sometimes you get camp or but like, all the actors just like go 100 percent And so yes. what is it like? Um, I guess working with Shudder. Is this your first time working with them or yeah, I mean they've been they've been incredible. Like they're I mean, as much as we love horror Ian and I the the people at Shudder are like walking encyclopedias of horror <laughs> and and they're just such a great resource and, and they I mean aside from all that they're they've so supportive of what we want to do with the show they they um obviously they they love our kills because that's kind of our signature but they were also very much supporting um all the other stuff that we bring to the show as well the murder mystery the representation everything like that is 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 um what they want which is amazing I feel like I've never worked with a network that knows its audience better. Like there were times where they would talk about the mystery. And then that, that's been a discovery for me too, is just how deeply the shutter uh, audience is picking apart the mystery and, and all that it, with a, with a level of attention I've never seen on another network. And so they would be calling that out. They're like, Oh, we, we think, we think the audience will clue into that. Mm -hmm. like, sooner and oh wow yeah they're like they they know yeah because they are the audience it's 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 an amazing relationship yeah i um well then uh because i know we went a little over so i do apologize uh i just have two questions left then um and not sure if you can tell me but have there are there plans or at least an idea of what you would do if there were a another season if well, you're I mean, able to <laughs> ian and i are always talking about because it's a standalone show like a, a that we can come up with a new version every year we've 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 been floating ideas uh, with each other since we were shooting the season so we've, oh, got, wow. we've, we've got a bunch of ideas in our back pocket we do there's nothing there's nothing official yet but you know we, we have various ways of maybe doing it again ian yeah, yeah, I think that's a perfect way to say it. I mean, that that's awesome to hear. It's again, I I would. <laughs> no, that's not that's not to suggest. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, of course. Uh, yeah, I think we have um, things want to do desperately. Yeah. I well, I hope we get to see um, another season. And again, kudos to you guys. Really, this is just such a fun it's just true horror and I love it it's got the scary elements it's got the honestly also the drama the dramatic scenes um um Liv's final monologue who yeah followed by that kill I was just like I was like you guys that got my uh, heart rate up a little on that one um and then obviously Florence with I loved that comedic aspect, even though I don't think she or the character herself looks at herself as a comedy, but I was like, that's amazing. And again, in this society, who doesn't want to see pretty rich people get knocked off one by one? That's, you know, I, I enjoyed that. Um, and so my final question then is, we always have to ask, uh, what is your favorite scary movie? Mm -hmm. Um, you go ahead, Ian. Okay, uh, mine is mine is Dario Argento's opera, uh, which actually I just ooh, wow, big reaction. That's a I, good one. No, uh, I I just rewatched it because I was like I've been answering this a bit, and I was like, huh, I haven't seen that. I mean, the last time I saw it was in a theater, and uh, I think anyway, 
Oh my God, I love that movie. It's so, it's so big. It's so over the top. It's so operatic to be obvious. The camera work in it mm-hmm. is incredible. Like it's just so felt and clever and manipulative. I, I love that movie. It's so special. I, I love Argento, Dario oh, Argento. Yeah. So yeah, I was just like, when I hear people's responses, sometimes they may be, um, okay, yeah, I kind of expected that. So I didn't expect that. And I loved hearing that. So <laughs> mine, mine's, not, mine's not as artsy. Mine's, I, I love The Strangers, the one with uh, Scott Speedman. Ooh, that's a good one too. That that was definitely all about the tension and the slow burn and- yeah. Because it's actually not gore. I mean, there's a bit of gore in it, but it's the, even the even the final, um, the final actions is is pretty much off camera. Mm-hmm. And I mean, with horror, you don't necessarily have to show gore or anything. It's just that moment of, you know, terror. You know, terrorizing either the your audience, scaring them. And I think the strangers. I look at it. I, you know, gosh, if I were in rural Missouri and in that situation, nope. Uh-uh. <laughs> I mean, I, I always, when I go to places like that, I have to check to make sure I've got my 5G cell service because I do not want to be stuck in some type of situation like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I feel that driving down the highways and you just you just look at a house that's lit up, you go by, I go, oh, there's stuff happening in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I really... Um, appreciate you guys coming on, um, chatting with me about Slasher. Uh, I just, again, wish the best for you guys and um, to the audience. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed and um, goodbye. <laughs> nice to meet you. Yes, you nice to meet you. You guys were, thank you so much. This means a lot to me. So, yeah. Oh, I totally enjoyed doing it. Yeah. <laughs> See you later. See you guys. <laughs>